Well, welcome to the latest podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel, and we keep getting interesting questions, so I appreciate that. It lets me know what you're interested in, and sometimes it almost surprises me. So this week is one of those that I'm anxious to talk about and glad you have curiosity regarding. It's the Evergrande situation in China. So the question was, please shed light on the Evergrande situation and how it could affect the world economy. So for those of you who have not been keeping up with this drama, Evergrande is a massive conglomerate in China that started out originally as kind of a property developer, housing projects, big office complexes, and the like. And they got involved with all that rapid growth in China that's been characterizing the last 20 years. So they were really active in the major cities, made a ton of money, and as is often the case, they got ambitious and started getting into all kinds of things. They have been involved with producing electric cars. They have six different models of electric cars and haven't sold a single one. (laughs) So it's kind of the same old story of people that have more money than sense and basically got involved in things that lost them tremendous sums of money. In the last few weeks, that has all come home to roost. And all of a sudden, Evergrande is unable to pay its debtors. They missed a number of very important payments. Um, the investment community is not confident that they're ever going to get paid back, which has forced the Chinese government to get involved with bailing out Evergrande. They have been described as kind of the Chinese version of too big to fail, that if they go down and don't make the payments that they're scheduled to make to the various investors and banks, those investors and banks get in trouble. So the Chinese are facing what the U.S. faced back in 2008 when you had these big financial institutions in trouble. If you let them go down, then it took everybody else with them. So China is going to have to bail them out. The problem, though, is that there's a lot of Evergrande-like companies all over China. And there's a real concern that once they go down this road, they're going to have others that are coming up saying, hey, we're in trouble too, why don't you bail us out? And the Chinese are suddenly looking at dozens, if not hundreds, of these China already has a really substantial debt. I mean, we worry about the fact that our debt is 110% of GDP. It's not supposed to be any more than 60%. So we've been obsessing about our own debt. China's is 280% of GDP. Japan is 260% of GDP. So we're not nearly as in debt as they are. Uh, Still dangerous, but not as bad as theirs. So they don't want to add any more to that if they can avoid it. You also have been seeing, I'm sure, in the news that China is in the middle of an energy crisis. There are blackouts all over China. They are not producing enough energy. They're unable to make the minimum available for the industrial community. They're blacking out whole neighborhoods. They're not giving anybody any warning. There was a company that was shut down because of no electricity. It destroyed their ventilation system, and they had 25 workers get seriously ill, and some died. So it's a real crisis. China is 
very coal dependent. It's seventy percent dependent on coal, and it has not been mining as much as it used to. It's trying to do something about climate change. Chinese coal is terrible. It's low. It's brown coal. It's high sulfur brown coal, as opposed to the low sulfur black coal that they used to get from us in Australia. Neither one of us is now too enthusiastic about sending coal to China for obvious reasons. So this is all kind of, of cascaded all at once. What does this mean to the world economy? In the short term, probably not a lot. This is really a Chinese problem rather than a global economic problem. But what it does do is continue to compromise the Chinese economy. And then that cascades into the rest of the economic world. It makes it harder for them to keep up their export levels. It makes it harder for them to draw in investment. There's been a great deal of investment into China, into companies like Evergrande over the last 10, 20 years. Now, all of a sudden, people are going, wait a minute, you know, what shape are these companies in? Am I investing in something that's going to go belly up? And if it does, will the Chinese bail it out? So it's one of these things where, to put it colorfully, the bloom is off the rose. China is not the the sort of be-all and end-all for the, for the investment community. People are looking at the problems there with a lot more scrutiny, and that begins to compromise kind of their role. And that could be good for us. It could be bad for us. It kind of depends on our relationship with a particular Chinese sector. We have been seeing a great deal more interest in nearshoring and reshoring people coming back to the United States from China. And this is partly why people just are not, companies rather, are just not confident about China's future now. They still see the advantages, still low-cost production, still low wages, still a good infrastructure, but that doesn't necessarily offset the supply chain problems, the regulatory problems. China has gotten a lot more bureaucratic over the last 20 years. So it's really, I would describe it as kind of a shot across the bow. It's basically another warning that China's got problems, and it's not going to mean the end of China. It's not going to mean an economic collapse, probably not even a recession. But it now is forcing people to look really closely at who they do business with, and that's hard. China does not divulge a lot of information. So trying to understand the status of a company is complicated. As many of you know, I work with the National Association for Credit Management. Credit reports on China are actually illegal. There were two people from Dunn and Bradstreet a number of years ago that were arrested on espionage charges because they were trying to figure out if companies in China paid their bills. So when you're trying to do business there, the simplest of questions that you would ask as a credit manager, like, hey, do you pay your bills? I'm not going to tell you that. That's super secret spy information. And you're like, you're kidding, right? I just want to know if you're going to cheat me. And the Chinese are like, well, no, we would prefer just to cheat you and not tell you. So it's, it's kind of exposing, in some respects, the soft underbelly of the Chinese economy. So not a catastrophe in the making, at least for us. 
probably a little bit more serious for the Chinese and its investment future. So that's it for this week, and we'll communicate again soon. And you can keep asking me these great questions, and I can go off on tangents. Thanks.